Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché, here on Bally Sports. Obviously, incredibly excited about our guest today. We have the one and only Udonis Haslam joining the show. This is a pretty cool moment for me as someone who grew up down here in South Florida, obviously a huge fan of UD, everything that he has brought to this community, both on the court and off the court. So super excited to get to have this conversation with him headed into the Eastern Conference Finals for the Miami Heat. But before we get started, I did just want to take a moment to talk about both of the playoff teams and where things stand. And even, hey, the team that's playing regular season sports right now on Bally Sports Florida, the Miami Marlins, I actually, at the time of this recording on Monday night, just finished watching Sandy Alcantara absolutely deal. And it seems like the Marlins are getting back on track after that skid. So good to see from them. But this is a really, really cool moment for two of the teams who have spent their seasons playing on our Bally Sports Networks. And that's the Heat and the Panthers. And and honestly, I mean, look, I'm 26 years old and it has been 26 years since the Florida Panthers have reached the second round of the NHL playoffs. And now to see them going up against those Tampa Bay Lightning, the team that were the hurdle last year, the team they came up against in the first round and were defeated by, it feels almost poetic to have this matchup happening between these two teams. And I think the Panthers truly are prepared for this moment. Right, They spent this entire offseason thinking about those losses against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I remember the conversations I had with the players right before this season, and there was clearly a focus on what had happened during the playoffs and, and accentuating the fact that they did not want to let that happen again. Well, now the Panthers got past that first round. They got the monkey off their back, and they get a chance to sort of halt some demons even more in terms of defeating the Lightning in this next matchup. So I could not be more excited for this series and obviously everything that Panthers and Lightning has in store. We'll have you covered on the Bally Panthers account and Bally Sports Florida accounts, both on Twitter and Instagram. But then there's the Miami Heat as well. And, you know, this team has been so underappreciated nationally. Had the conversation with Zach Harper last week about that and just... To see them here yet again, another version of the Miami Heat back to the conference finals, right? Two times in the last three years. This franchise over and over and over again succeeding, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. And to see this team in particular, one that finished number one in the conference and hey, the number one seed over in the West has been eliminated. The Heat are the best team left in these NBA playoffs, when you look at the four teams remaining, it should be an incredible series between them and the Celtics. And and that does lead us right into this interview with Udonis Haslam. One last reminder before we get to this conversation to watch both the Panthers and Heat Live postgame shows on our network. You can follow at Bally Panthers and at Bally Heat, respectively, on Twitter, where as soon as the postgame shows are happening, links will be tweeted out live. You can find them on our Bally Sports channels or on BallySports.com or even the Bally Sports app. We'll have you covered everywhere. No matter where you want to watch, you'll have an opportunity to do so. So again, follow those Twitter accounts for more information as those games end tonight on Tuesday. And enjoy this interview with Heat legend Udonis Haslam. And now, personally, my favorite guest that we've had so far on Miami Mic'd Up. We're on episode 46. It's someone who needs no introduction. Udonis 
Haslam joins the show. UD, thank you so much for taking the time before this Eastern Conference Finals. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, before we get into uh, everything regarding this Eastern Conference Finals and everything else, I do have to ask you, what is something outside of the workplace recently that has brought you joy? Oh, man. Hockey. Hockey, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan, so obviously I'm a fan of what's going on right now um, with the Florida Panthers. So I've been following them, you know, uh, getting out of the first round, you know, get, beating the Caps. My wife is from D.C., so we had a little <laughs> in-house bet, you know what I mean? So we beat the Caps and we on to the next round. So that's, that's been exciting right now. And obviously I'm a huge baseball fan. My kids play baseball. Um, so baseball season's back. You know, the Marlins started off pretty well. Yep. Um, got a couple wins early. Um, so those are things in my pastime when I get a little free time, I like to sit down and watch a little hockey, a little baseball outside of business. Yeah, saw you outside at uh, at this weekend for the 97 weekend for the Marlins. So I saw you out there and, and having a good time. So I saw a, a few of the guys were out there, actually. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, but they don't know no better. They're just there for a regular game. <laughs> They're not from here, and they just thought it was a regular game. They had right. no clue it was the 25th anniversary of the first World Series for the Marlins, which was huge for the city. Yeah, well, Hero had no clue. That's hilarious. Caleb had no clue. They was just there enjoying the popcorn. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw Hero showing up with his uh, Brewers jersey, that Christian Yelich, yeah. man. Come on, we got to get him. in the wrong time. We ain't hit back. We ain't hit back to back home runs in forever. Just that night, though. As as it should be, right? As it should be. That was actually I, just because now I'm the nerd who has the stat. 17th time in the history of the Marlins, they've hit three home runs in an inning. So you were there to win. Yeah, in the history of I the franchise. No so you went no into something pretty I saw cool. The, first, the two back to back, and then I saw the third. But I, I mean, I don't know the stats like that. But that's good to know. I appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. That's what, that's what I'm here for. But all right, let's start getting into this basketball a little bit. Uh, we'll start internally with you guys specifically. The second time in three years that you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And there's a number of things I do want to touch on. But You've been here through all of it, right? You you witnessed this team win an NBA Finals in 2006. You're here for the Big Three era. And you witnessed Coach Spo, Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, and company have to sort of rework the roster post-Big Three to get back into this position. So now, as the Heat are back to the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference once again, two out of three years in the Eastern Conference Finals, hoping to go to the finals for two out of three years. Can you take me through how gratifying it must be to be a part of not one, not two, but three different renditions of dominant Miami Heat basketball? Um, I think it's a tribute to, to the organization, you know, obviously to the guys up top and the decisions that are being made. Um, tribute to the culture, the coaching staff. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play that has to do with the success of the Miami Heat. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the guys that come in. here. You know, they got to buy in. You know, they got to want to be a part of the process. Um, and then they got to actually, it's a lot that's going to be asked. You know what I'm saying? Too much who was given, much is required. When you walk in this locker room, it's not like any other place. You're going to ask to be in shape. You're going to be asked to be accountable. Um, you're going to be asked to do all the hard stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to take any easy roads. Um, and, you know, when you get guys to a certain level in their career, they make a certain amount of money. Everybody's not with that. Everybody don't want to do that. Everybody's not want, everybody doesn't want to get out of their comfort zone. And, we got a thing here, our comfort zone, your comfort zone will kill you. You know what I'm saying? Your comfort zone will kill you. You can't live in your comfort zone. You can't live in that gray area. You can't. I'd rather fail a thousand times than live in a comfort zone gray area. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you come here, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. But that sort of mentality is what makes the Heat franchise what it is. And and to be honest, I see that in sort of the, you don't have to say it, I'll look at the juxtaposition to the franchise you guys just beat. One's competing all the time. One was, you know, trying to set themselves up for a certain amount of talent. And so when I see the matchup between the centers last round, it feels like a perfect 
sort of amalgamation of what all of this means, right? Bam battling his ass off down low against Joel Embiid in the post. I know you guys have a close relationship. Could, could you talk to me a bit about the evolution you've seen from Bam since year one and how big that sort of moment in last series was from him? I think people don't give Bam enough credit. You know, I think people like to always focus on what he does offensively. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it's about contributing to winning. And um, with us having a number one you know, record in the East, there's probably no more important player then on our team, then bam, you know, the way he anchors our defense, the way he facilitates offensively, gets everybody involved. You know, I have very many centers that can take the ball off the basket from a rebound and then come and get you and start your offense on the other end offensively. It's amazing. So, you know, I think people get caught up in how many points Bam scores every night and, you know, what, what, you know, Joker might do as far as point-wise or what Embiid might do as far as point-wise, but they don't understand the overall engine. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the, V8, yes. the V12 engine <laughs> that is driving this team is Bam. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot at a young age. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's confusing to them sometimes because obviously everybody wants to put, you know, the onus on if you had a good game, if you scored. And mm-hmm. I think Bam, you know, he just needs to continue to understand is that as we win, the team wins. And don't focus on what everybody else has to say. The only thing that matters is your brothers in this locker room. And, you know, we understand how important he is and what he brings to the table. We wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, you guys have been talking about how, you know, he's sort of that engine that makes everything go, yeah. and particularly yeah. defensively. Now, offensively, over these first couple of series, it's been Jimmy Butler leading the way for the most part. Obviously, contributions all across the roster, but he's done some stuff numerically that only LeBron and Dwayne Wade have ever done in Heat uniforms from an offensive output. Look, you've witnessed the greatest. What makes Jimmy one of them? Ultimate competitor. You know, first and foremost, you know, one of the greatest competitors I've ever been around. And um, secondly, I think people just, once again, for whatever reason, people just don't give our guys credit for what they do. And I think people like to focus on a lot of glitz and glamour and things that they think are pretty or exciting yeah, or yeah. whatever. And we just here keeping our head down, banking equity and getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's not always, you know, sexy to people. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to get a W. And we've got a lot of guys that are like-minded guys that will do whatever it takes to win. And Jimmy's one of those guys. Um, you know, people look at Jimmy throughout the regular season and, you know, it was facilitating and different things like that. And once you get in the playoffs, then you got to play off Jimmy. He takes it to another yep. level. He has a whole other mindset. These are what the great players do in this league. You know what I'm saying? I've been around a lot of great ones. I've been around Dwayne, LeBron, Chris Bosh. All these guys take it to another level when you get to the playoffs. And they have another level to take it to. You know what I'm saying? Some guys yep, get the yep. sixth year in the regular season. <laughs> these guys have another level that they can t- continue to take it to. And when they go to that another level, they also raise the level of play of their teammates and the guys around them. And that's when you have a great player. I think that's such a tremendous point, being able to put it into that next gear, knowing that you have it. That That's that's one thing in itself, being able to shift it there. And I know you're proud of those guys, but I also know you particularly care carry the mantle for the undrafted players. And the kind of the calling card of this team this year was your mantra, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And two of the guys specifically of those undrafted players who've been put in that position, Max Drews and Gabe Vincent, who are now starting these huge playoff games for the Miami Heat. Obviously, Gabe stepping in for Kyle Lowry. We don't know how long that will continue into the Eastern Conference Finals. But I do want to talk to you specifically about Max Struess here, who now had back-to-back double-doubles to close out the series. And look, the Celtics are calling this sort of the Jason Tatum revenge tour. I view this as the Max Struess revenge tour going up against Boston. How impressed are you with his growth? And I mean, you tell me, you see him every day. How good can this dude be? Uncle Max, man. Uncle Max <laughs> really well. I call him Uncle Max. He's got more hair on his chest and beard than me. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm 41 years old. This man got more hairy chest and that's amazing. Face here than me, but uh, Uncle Max is playing great, man. Competitor, don't back down. Yeah, willing to sacrifice his body. You know what I'm saying? You very rarely see shooters want to get down and play defense and take charges and do the dirty things, rebound and different things like that. We got a dog that's a shooter. Very many people yeah. don't got a dog that's a shooter. Usually your shooters are your soft guys. Yeah, yeah. We got a freaking shooter that's a dog, and I love it, man. I mean, he's come from adverse circumstances like all us bouncing around, people telling you not good enough, telling you you don't belong. Well, you belong here. Mm. You belong here. He's found a home here. We've embraced him. We love him. We give him the ultimate encouragement to be the best version of himself he can, and you see what we were getting out of him. Gabe is a guy who literally has been – somewhat of a balance for me. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Even being a younger guy, he's somebody who I actually go to and I ask a lot of questions about the game, about things like that. Gabe is a very intelligent guy. So, you know, when you talk about a guy like myself who's fiery and riled up, you got another guy who Gabe who just balances me out, but he's also the ultimate competitor. If you watch the way Gabe plays out yeah. there defensively, he don't back down. He's all over the place. He's sacrificing his body. You know what I'm saying? He's doing all the things to make to win. These guys make winning plays, so he's always making winning plays. He's a very intelligent guy. He keeps me grounded, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little bit when I get a little out of whack, you know, he pulled me to the side, he bring me back in, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Gabe, Gabe is mature beyond his years as well. That's so cool to hear the sort of camaraderie that you guys have where someone who's a younger player on this team can pull you aside even and go, hey, you, you know, or you're getting this way or I'm getting that way. Um, a couple quick questions on Boston before I let you go. Obviously, you know, they've had this emergency here. Jason Tatum in particular has really elevated his game. So what are your thoughts on on the emergence of Tatum and, and sort of the challenges that this team can present to you guys? Look, they just outdueled KD and Giannis and company. Hell of a basketball player, man. He's a hell of a basketball player. And take nothing away from that. Jalen Brown, um, Marcus Smart, you know, um, Grant Williams is playing well right now. It's going to be a good matchup. It's a good game. Um, you know, ironically, we always end up playing the Celtics. Yep. Celtics, he thinks it's coming a little bit of a rivalry. Right? We, keep, we keep bumping into each other. I see we keep bumping into each other. So. I, I set you up to say the nice thing there, but I, I need you to tell me the truth, man. There, there's not a franchise or a team that you hate more than the Celtics, right? Like, come on. these these no this franchise. Lost. i just say this. There's no love lost there. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know, come on. They, they have there's done... no love lost there. I, I put it there. I put it like that. There's no love lost there. Uh, last question before I, I ask for your sort of prediction here. Two main Celtics Heat memories that stick out to me. One, the game one, bam, block of Tatum in 2020. Great block. The other one, game six, LeBron, 45-15-5 and five in Boston in 2012. Shit. Which of those two is your favorite memory between the Heat and the Celtics? Not, not the most important, but your favorite. Probably the block. The block. Why is that? I mean, it just happened so fast. I didn't yeah. even see it. Just boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. When you get a chance to look at it in replay, you see how far his wrist really bent back, you mm -hmm. know, and how much force Tatum came with. That's force meeting force. Um, and that's a bang, bang play. You know what I'm saying? Brian had a great night, but it was over the course of a night. Um, that was a bang, bang play that really decided the game. And, you know, it was force meeting force. And, you know, fortunately, you know, we, we came out on top that time. All right. So heat in four, five, six, seven, what? Come on. I don't know, man. We're going to take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're going to give me the cliche yeah, answer right yeah, there. One game at a time. Yeah, I can't give you that. Well, we look forward to seeing you and the Miami Heat take on the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Everyone can tune in for Heat Live post-game shows on Bally Sports after the fact. Udonis Haslam and the Miami Heat going forward. UD, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on Miami Mic'd Up. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.